0: Get the coats. We're going out in the carriage. Welcome to Here Read She Read, the podcast where a couple of married bookworms discuss what they're reading and learning. Today, we're answering questions about audiobook listening. I'm Curtis,
1: and I'm Chelsea. To start each episode, we always answer a listener question, and you can submit these to us via direct message on Instagram or Twitter at He Read She Read. Or you can email us at he read she read podcast at gmail.com. Today our question is from Ruth Ann who asks in the Venn diagram of your reading tastes, how big is the overlap and what is in it?
0: It's not a really big overlap, but there enough is that overlap. Enough that we can both have something that we're both interested in on like lar- car rides and stuff.
1: Yeah. We're fortunately both really varied readers, so we both like a lot of different genres. But I would say the overlap for us is mystery, a little bit of fantasy. That's a little bit more your thing than mine.
0: And then memoir.
1: Like memoir or really compelling historical nonfiction mm-hmm. for some people that might be a big overlap for us maybe that doesn't seem like it's a big overlap but well, for some people it is because
0: our individual lists that we're interested in is a little bit longer and more yeah. extensive so having like three things that we're both interested in
1: that does really help for audiobooks and today we're talking about audiobook listening in general we're gonna kind of focus it on road trips because the holidays are coming up this time of year is just perfect for listening to an audiobook on a road trip.
0: Yeah. That's really how we both started listening to audiobooks together is was on a road trip and when we needed to pass the time and not listen mm-hmm. to other podcasts. So yeah. it, it provides good diversity of listening for different things. So when you don't want to just have a podcast on for 16 hours, you've got to find an audiobook that you're both interested in.
1: It helps the time go faster. I do think having podcasts available is helpful. But like you said, if you've got... An audiobook that will take up 12 hours of the trip and you're invested in it, it does make it go faster.
0: And vice versa is also important where you need something that breaks up the audiobook to have yeah. like a podcast that'll break it up.
1: You yep. know, some people listen to music, but we really don't.
0: No, not really. Only in the mornings for me.
1: But you really, I, th- I would say your audiobook listening is primarily road trips
0: together. Yeah, I'm not an audiobook listener in normal. Settings. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't listen to them when I'm at the house, and even when I'm in the car by myself, I'm normally just listening to podcasts. And really, my only exposure to audiobooks has been when we're both together on long car rides and trips which has been beneficial for us to take up that time and other than that but you have a more like expanded relationship with audiobooks than i do
1: yeah i really got into audiobooks over a couple of your deployments when i would be at the house by myself talking to penny <laughs> she doesn't talk back so as a way to sort of fill the quiet i listened to a lot of podcasts But I started listening to audiobooks because I was teaching in grad school. There was not a lot of time for reading a physical book. And so listening to audiobooks helped fill the silence of the house and made me feel like I wasn't by myself all the time. But also was a different way for me to get more reading in. So I have... I probably listen to one or two audiobooks every single week, actually, depending on what's going on in life.
0: I can't fathom that... Like. Mainly because I'm stuck in the books that I'm trying to get through now and then trying to throw another audio book in there on top of that is just too much for me to handle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's
0: saying somebody from that reads two to three books at one time. So if I'm reading two or three books at a time and trying to do an audiobook on top of that, that's just too much. Yeah. Although I do agree with you that when you're alone in the house and it's just you and the dog, it's good to have like some background noise going on because you were gone for a couple of days and (laughs) I would have like YouTube videos or podcasts on just because it was too quiet.
1: Yeah, you had a taste of that (laughs) this past week.
0: Two days different than nine months.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just a little different. (laughs) So our first question is do you pick one book to listen to together or do you each have different books that you listen to on the road trip?
0: So depending on if you're sleeping and I'm driving, Mm -hmm. like if you're passed out and the book is something that you're interested in, I'll turn that book off and put one of my podcasts on. Um, The book, we usually want it to be something that we're both interested in. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm doing the majority of the driving, even I don't really sleep in the car. So then- I do. You sleep in the car. (laughs) Um, normally, it's just one book, and it, usually you're the one that picks something that you think we would both enjoy. Yeah, um, just even-
1: because I've got all of the apps on my phone for audiobooks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm the one who scrolls through and finds something.
0: Yeah. But it's that balance where if you've got two drivers and people are going to be sleeping, having a mix of what p- different people are into. So it can be a mutual thing to start, and then something that individually you're into if your partner is asleep.
1: Yeah, and this is... Going to be way different if there are kids in the car that are listening to the audiobook as well, then you have an entire multi generational family to consider.
0: <laughs> well, we've also had where you'll start listening to something because you think I'm sleeping, and then I'll wake up in like an hour and get really into whatever you're listening to. Yes. Like that started, like the big th- one that I can think of is Lady Hardcastle, where I was just mm-hmm. like, what is this crap that you're listening to? <laughs> who are these British just, who ladies? Who these British ladies? <laughs> And what are they talking about? And then I listened for like an hour and I was hooked. Yeah. Just in.
1: So typically we'll have one book that we're invested in listening to together, a bunch of podcasts, and then I almost always have a book that I'm listening to or that I'm excited to listen to. And usually the driver gets to pick what's on. So when you're driving you'll typically either have a podcast on or our mutual audiobook and then when i'm driving if you want to snooze i'll put my audiobook on
0: i feel like that goes against classic rules of the road where the co-pilot always picks the tunes but it's like not for us it's not how we would work yeah that's
1: just gotta do what works for you but i do think it's really funny that half the time i'll be listening to the book that i picked out And you get invested in it and that ends up, sometimes we listen to that for the rest of the road trip and forget about the book we picked out. Like
0: a good example was Beneath the Scarlet Sky by Mark Sullivan, where Mm -hmm. talks about an Italian person that is smuggling Jews across the border during World War II. Mm -hmm. I got really into that book and that just took over our whole road trip.
1: Yep. Yeah, that was a good one. Okay, the next question is about listening speed and whether we listen to the audiobooks on one speed, which is the base level, or if we speed them up. I like to speed up my audiobooks. Well, of
0: course you do because you can process things quickly and otherwise it would just take so long. Like most of these audiobooks are like 20 hours on normal speed.
1: And I will say when I started listening to audiobooks, I just listened on average speed. As you listen to audiobooks more often, so when you listen to them as often as I do, I think it's pretty typical for people to speed it up. Like working out a muscle, your brain is a muscle. You're listening to these audiobooks You get used to listening to it at a certain speed, and then that starts to sound slow to me, so then I increase it. And typically, it depends on the accent of the narrator, because if the narrator has a certain accent that's maybe a little bit harder for my brain to process, or if they talk faster to begin with, some narrators do, then I'll listen to it on 1.25, but typically I like... 1.5, 1.5 and sometimes I'll go up to 1.6 one, 6. 1 but I've heard people go up to two times that's
0: ri- that's ridiculous <laughs> that, you're you're Putting it into chipmunk territory yeah. at that point, where it's just gonna be like, <laughs> yeah. I I can do one as my preferred, and then I can go up to like one two five. Yeah, would be my max, mainly because I feel like you're not getting as much of the tonal inflections that the narrator's putting in when you're listening at the higher rates of speed.
1: Yeah, and that really just depends on the book. I do slow down a little bit, like with Lady Hardcastle. I'll <laughs> go to one point two five. That
0: narrator talks quickly to begin with so yeah a little bit of a one at 1.5 it guess to be too much but
1: it's also the point of the book that we both love is the entertainment factor of how well the narrator acts everything out yeah i think if it is a book situation where there's more acting involved and the narrator's using different voices and telling the story that way That's a little bit different from maybe something that's more nonfiction where it's, you're just getting information. Mm -hmm. So like when you were
0: listening to Alexander Hamilton, that was a 1.5, 1.6, just breezing through it. Yeah. Cause otherwise that, that Mm the book would take like 30 hours to listen to.
1: Yeah. That was, that was a long one, but yeah, I definitely sped that one up. So speaking of narrators, we had another question about whether or not we have favorite narrators to listen to.
0: I don't listen to enough audiobooks to really pick that out. Um, I know Edward Herman does a lot of audiobooks, and I just like him from Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. So I know he was like a known like Roosevelt biography reader. And yeah. yeah,
1: I would say a lot of the audiobooks that he narrates would be Your Taste. I was just looking at his backlist because... I looked at my Audible account, and the narrators are all completely different on my account. I don't have any favorites. I guess that's just not how I select audiobooks. But Elizabeth Nolden narrates the Lady Hardcastle books, and she's really great. And then I just included Ed Herman because looking at his backlist, and he's just a really well-known audiobook narrator... Looking at his backlist, some of his credits include The Boys in the Boat, The Bully Pulpit, John Adams, Washington, a lot of David McCullough, which Mm -hmm. he's one of your favorite authors, and just a lot of books that I was looking at and like, oh, that's Curtis's style. So...
0: And I do like his tonal inflections. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite he has parts a great of voice. Gilmore Girls. So that's a good person to identify with.
1: Yeah, he, and the books that he narrates, it's a lot of epic nonfiction is what I would say. It's like narrative drive you're learning historical things but there's a really compelling story behind it which i think those books are really good for road trips otherwise yeah narrators i don't have like a list of favorites however i will say it's really smart if you do like the narrator that you're listening to to click on their name whether you're listening through audible or libby like overdrive whatever you're listening to usually you can click on the narrator's name and pull up other books that they narrate Typically, narrators kind of stay within a certain genre. Yeah. So it's kind of like looking up other books by the author. If you like it, you're going to probably like their other stuff.
0: And a narrator can make or break a book. Totally. Like, we would listen to, like just compared to like, Gillian Flynn books. We, mm-hmm. lo- we like Dark Places, but then we started Sharp Objects and it was a different narrator and we just couldn't get through it. Yeah. So it'll either make it or break it. So if you like an author, you got to kind of stick with it.
1: I do like when they have an accent that matches the story so like if the story takes place in australia i want someone with an australian accent well yeah
0: like you wouldn't want lady hardcastle and have somebody with like a new jersey accent to (laughs) be reading it that like doesn't flow you need somebody that's just like oh flow get the coats we're going out in the carriage good job and i feel like i nailed that (laughs) speaking of audible uh, audible's offering our listeners a free audiobook with a <laughs> we 30-day trial we weren't
1: even talking about
0: audible. you were just talking about audible
1: <laughs> like a minute ago still counts okay go
0: ahead were you trying to like bring it back again
1: no i just thought it <laughs> just tickled my funny boat came out of nowhere go ahead carry on use uh, your ad voice
0: ah uh, well uh speaking of audible <laughs> Audible's offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash hereadsheread to download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash hereadsheread to get started today.
1: You want me to do the next part? Sure. <laughs> we signed up for Audible as a way to get a free book for a road trip a few years ago and have loved it ever since. And there isn't any risk in trying. You can cancel any time without jumping through hoops. Audible makes it super easy. So if any of the books we mentioned today catch your fancy, we recommend giving Audible a try. To download your free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com slash he read, she read. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash he read, she read for your free audiobook.
0: So the next question we had is what are your recommendations for audiobooks that make sense in 15-minute increments? I'm guessing this person has like a 15-minute drive to work. or That's possible. So... That's something that I've had to deal with and adjust to because I used to drive like 45 minutes to work every day Mm -hmm. and then now I only drive 15 minutes to work and it's really made me change what my listening habits are in the car. Mm -hmm. So this is interesting. Um, What do you got for them?
1: Well, I think 15 minute increments. If you really want something that you'll be able to listen to something start to finish in 15 minutes, I think essays, short stories, or books with short chapters that have like very clear, concise endings. Something that doesn't end on a cliffhanger because that makes you want to keep listening. So um, some examples that I thought of, I really liked listening to Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay, which is a collection of essays. I think that you could easily listen to one essay in 15 minutes. Short stories, I've heard good things about Uncommon Type by Tom Hanks. I think he narrates... Oh,
0: if he wrote it, he has to narrate it. Yeah. If he didn't, that's a travesty.
1: So I think short stories are good for that because you feel like you accomplish something in that 15 minutes when you can listen to a short story from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. Side note, this isn't an audiobook, but LeVar Burton has a podcast where he reads short stories. And I think that... They're usually a little bit longer than 15 minutes. But I wonder if you could probably get through half of a short story in 15 minutes, pause it and listen to the other half, especially if you were talking that commute to drive there and back and in that full time in a day, you listened to a short story.
0: So it's like a short story in an audiobook in a podcast. Yes. That's so Inception. <laughs> right.
1: Well, it's LeVar Burton doing what he does best.
0: Oh, telling us stories?
1: Yes. <laughs> and especially, I think, if you loved reading Rainbow and you're nostalgic for his voice, that's a great podcast oh, to the, listen
0: to. Oh, the 90s nostalgia.
1: <laughs> um, a couple other audiobooks that I thought of in 15-minute increments... Um, I think celebrity memoirs are good for that because they're generally, like, each chapter is a time period or a story, so... Easier
0: to get through and kind of has a defined ending.
1: Yeah. One that I thought of, and also, like, you're not going to miss a plot point if you stop, go do something and come back to it, but one that I thought of was As You Wish, Inconceivable Tales from the Making of The Princess Bride um, by Carrie Ellis, and... That one's really fun to listen to. He tells stories about on set and auditioning and just different tales from that movie. Also, so, he has an
0: accent, so that checks off the list.
1: Yeah, he kind of.
0: He has an accent. C- um, he has an accent. Kind of, yeah. but. <laughs> he for sure has an accent.
1: But it's that is a really good one. And one of my favorite audiobooks of all time is Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. I know that one's pretty popular. A lot of people have already heard of it, but he is a really good storyteller and he's a comedian. So each chapter really does end from beginning to end without, like I said, a cliffhanger. You feel like you get a story in that short chapter. Yeah. So that's a good one too.
0: I'd say also Paddle Your Own Canoe by Nick Offerman. mm mm-hmm. um, just the way that his chapters were set up was, would kind of be intuitive for that because it goes through different segments of his life. Yeah. And then...
1: And he offers like a little bit of advice in each chapter. Yeah. Which that might be another thing if you're interested in self-help or business type books. I would think that those would be easy to listen to in 15 minute increments.
0: Yeah, I re- listen to um, Leaders Eat Last like that mm-hmm. um, where the chapters are kind of broken up and easy to follow in 15 minute increments. And you feel
1: like you get something out of that 15 minutes.
0: Yeah. And it's not to the point where you're listening to the full thing for hours and hours and it gets a little dry. Right. So if it's shorter increments, your brain like absorbs that information a little bit better.
1: Definitely. So to that end, since we're talking a little bit more about nonfiction and absorbing what you're reading, this question is two parts. What are some nonfiction audiobooks that spark discussion? And do you pause to discuss while you're listening? So this person said that she and her spouse like to talk about what they read. And so she's kind of asking how we might go about that. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, we've already said that nonfiction audiobooks that we like are mainly of memoir. Variety, mm-hmm. So like celebrity or self-help advice books, ton, ton, that type of stuff, but also true crime. Yeah. So we've listened to I'll Be Gone in the Dark on audio uh, by Re- uh, Michelle McNamara. Mm-hmm. That one was a little bit tough for you to listen to on audio just because it was not in a linear format.
1: Yeah, I had a hard time. I like audiobooks. I do like audiobooks to be linear, me, When I'm reading, I don't mind if something's nonlinear at Mm -hmm. all. But when I'm listening, I think just because I tend to zone out, it helps me to easily pick up where I left off. Mm -hmm. But I will say that book, we did listen to that one in shorter increments and discuss it in between. And that one... (laughs) It's scary, I will say. So the discussion is kind of like, well, what would you do? Or what do you think happens next? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Or, oh my goodness, that's insane. What do you think about that?
0: But I don't feel like we discuss and pause it while it's happening. It's mainly like if we're stopped somewhere or like at a gas station or something like that, we'll talk about it. But otherwise, I'm not going to pause A book and start to talk about it that's not really our style
1: no i think that happens every once in a while just if we really have something to say but it's not something that we intentionally do no but if it's something that you want to do, more power to you. I mean, you can definitely set that as a precedent beforehand and say, okay, at, at the 20-minute mark, let's pause and talk a little bit about it.
0: Do you have other nonfiction recommendations that are kind of discussion-worthy?
1: Before Family Gatherings, I think a really great one to listen to and discuss is So You Want to Talk About Race by Joma Alulo. That's a book that we read. We both One read it. shortly after the other. Mm-hmm. And we still talk about it to this day. It's highly applicable. Very good discussions can come out of listening to this one. And it's one that I think you could listen to a chapter, pause it, talk about it, before you moved on to the next one.
0: That one I feel like yeah. you have to take that f- approach to it because mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot of applicable like challenges in each chapter or mm-hmm. even some that are ones that are specifically geared towards different people. And how you're going to respond to that while it's fresh is kind of stop listening, and then talk about it right after. I feel like that'd be an interesting one for us to listen to on audio again.
1: I would be totally up for that. I really—that's a book that I still go back to and think about often, and highlighted a ton of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be interesting in listening to that. And I looked at the narrator really quickly, and I don't remember. Her name right now, but it is a narrator that I've listened to before, and um, she's does a great job. So
0: that always helps too.
1: Yes, other ones that I think can prompt a good discussion. These are not nonfiction; they're fiction, but I think that they still would prompt really good discussion. So, *The Martian* by Andy Weir, yep, and that one reads a lot like nonfiction. It's incredibly well-researched in terms of the science. It's obviously not perfect. It was turned into a movie and it's funny, but it also makes you think. So that's a good one to pause and kind of be like, okay, well, what would you do in this situation?
0: Oh, you mean when I was an astronaut on Mars and got blown away by a storm?
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the whole book is based on his decision-making and making one decision after another to survive. And so I think that that prompts good discussion of what would you do? How would you feel in this position? I think it's it prompts discussion for sure. But the other one that I thought of was Dark Matter by Blake Crouch, which we both read, but we did not listen to on audio.
0: No, but I feel like if we did, it would have been a lot of, what do you think is happening right now? Or I have no idea what's happening right now.
1: I don't, that's not one that I think warrants a lot of pausing to discuss because the plot moves really quickly and you wanna know what happens next. But that's one I could see discussing after the fact.
0: Well, even in mid read I would look over at you and be like, Holy crap, did What really, is going you, on? You remember this part? And yeah. Then so if we were listening to it at the same time it would just been a lot of like looking over at each other and be like, What is happening?
1: Yeah. That that one's a good shared experience, I would say. Agreed. So um well, we can just go through a few of the audiobooks that we're looking forward to listening to. And maybe these will help people find some as well. And I will say, we're speaking as people who are not driving in the car with kids. I think that your experience is totally different when there are children involved. If it's babies who are sleeping or not able to comprehend what you're listening to, that doesn't matter. If it's children who need to be entertained, then you'd be looking for books that entertain the family. I
0: was just listening to a 200th episode retrospective from How Did This Get Made? Mm -hmm. And people were submitting um, stories about when they had children in the car and thought that they didn't understand, but then started quoting back things that Jason Manzoukas was saying, (laughs) which gets a little raunchy. (laughs) So you can let your mind wander on that one. But know your audience is the important factor and whether they're absorbing the content.
1: (laughs) Yes. And I would think any of the books that we mentioned in... Was that our first episode where we talked about our favorite childhood books? It was, yeah. I would think any of the books that we mentioned in that episode would be great on audio. As I've been scrolling through my library app, I've seen a lot of boxcar children available for download. Sammy Keys is great. So there are awesome options, I think. And typically children's book narrators or middle grade narrators do an awesome job narrating so they can entertain adults really easily too
0: well and if you got some teenagers into the like young adult fantasy realm you could do the red rising by pierce brown those are good ones that we enjoyed on audio as well
1: yeah that's one of your favorites okay so we're looking forward to listening to this will only hurt a little by busy phillips
0: i love busy phillips she so i know her from um the thrilling adventure hour podcast where it's like an old-time radio drama show that she was on your favorite what do you know her from
1: what what role did she play on thrilling adventure hour she
0: was the red plains rider so in the uh segments where it's um mark evan jackson plays sparks nevada Uh marshal on mars yes um busy phillips character was the red plains rider who was raised by martians on mars even though she's a human and then works with him to solve crimes on mars but she's just kind of like not a martian not a a human but does not from earth and has that dynamic so it's interesting
1: that's a great podcast to listen to in the car i think that one's pretty family friendly too
0: mostly yeah It, it, Um, it, it keeps it pretty clean and all the episodes are like 20 to 30 minutes
1: yeah that's a great road trip plug so side side recommendation um Yeah, I really like her. I think that she'll be super compelling as an audiobook narrator. Another one, we love listening to Nick Offerman on audio.
0: And also Parks and Recreation.
1: Big fans of Parks and Rec. So he and his wife, Megan Mullally, wrote the greatest love story ever told about their relationship. And so I think that one's going to be hilarious to listen to.
0: Those two are cute and super into each other. Yes. Like (laughs) Uber into each other.
1: and i there has to be some stuff about there about parks and rec right
0: i would Tammy. Think, i would think that that would play a role <laughs> i hope so like even in uh paddle your own canoe when he talks about meeting her and mm-hmm. their kind of courtship and dating arena yeah. those parts are really funny
1: yes and then for me personally i really love um the young adult novels by Brody Ashton, Jody Meadows, and Cynthia Hand. Those three authors work together to write these. The first one is My Lady Jane, and the second one is Plain Jane. So these are historical fiction, slash there's a little bit of fantasy elements to them. They're super sassy, young adults. The audiobook narrator for these is great, and I actually think it's the case where I would be listening to it, and you would start listening and get super hooked.
0: It's happened historically.
1: Yes. So. Because they're sassy and funny. I Very love... much like Lady Hardcastle.
0: I love sassy and funny. Yeah. That's why I married so. to you.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. It's the biggest compliment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if I listened to those and you got hooked, but
0: I feel like we've got some good options for Christmas road trip and yeah. th- and Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, I think so. All right. What is your recommendation of the week, Curtis?
0: All right, getting out of the book realm uh, into video game realm. I think I've mentioned it before that on our rereading episode that I play video games and replay and do some stuff. Um, Like the majority of people in the country right now, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a dawn of the 20th century, end of the cowboy era outlaw game made by Rockstar, people who made Grand Theft Auto. So think like a huge open world where you can ride on a horse and commit crimes and rob trains. Be
1: an outlaw, Yeah, basically.
0: It's it's amazing. I love it.
1: (laughs) it. Is there a driving narrative? Like what's your end goal? So
0: the driving narrative is that you are a second in command of this outlaw gang that is trying to survive after they got kicked out of this town and lost all their money Mm -hmm. so you have to support your camp that's full of people and women and children you have to hunt and give them food you have to buy medicine and then you have to do these things to make money to provide for them Mm -hmm. um and then the character that was the main character in the first game is a side character in this game so you kind of know how his story plays out but then the character you play in this game because it's a prequel is not in the first game so you kind of can guess what happens to him at the end Mm -hmm. so it's very compelling very intriguing the story's really good i just like rubbing trains
1: my recommendation for the week is a tv show we just started watching this last night how many episodes did we get in five
0: i think we went to six i think we got all the way through six
1: yeah it's really compelling we started watching dear white people on netflix this was originally a movie I never saw the movie. Never saw the movie. I've heard the TV show is way better. So, and it has like a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. And that's critics. I think it's like 65% for viewers. Just still good. It's fresh. <laughs> 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 but um, it includes really important social commentary. But I have just found the characters so incredibly compelling and interesting and I am really hooked on it oh yeah but I think the storytelling is really good and each episode focuses on a different character which they're all involved in each other's stories but there's a focus on one character per episode
0: after the second episode like when it first started and I was like wait a minute we're not getting just the full run with Sam who was the main focus of the first character like first episode Mm -hmm. I was kind of disappointed But I adapted and appreciate that we're getting it from different perspectives.
1: Yeah. And that's just season one. Season two might be different, but I really like the storytelling of it. And apparently there's a different director for each episode as well. Yeah which I, that went over my head because we were watching this at like 10 o'clock last night, but (laughs) that's pretty cool too. It means a
0: lot of different people are getting to tell different stories.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, So I highly, highly recommend watching that show. Let's just wrap up with some announcements, shall we? Go for it. So if you are reading along with us for our buddy read this month, You Learn by Living by Eleanor Roosevelt, that episode is going to air November 27th. So keep reading. And anticipate an episode of us discussing that together. Please leave a review for us on iTunes. Reviews are way more important than we ever knew before starting a podcast. So if you have iTunes on your computer or if you have the Apple Podcast app, it should be quick and easy for you to give us a star rating and then write a quick note. The star ratings are great, but the actual reviews, count for more for the podcast so please do write a review and tell us why you listen to he read she read they make us very happy you can also connect with us via social media at he read she read on twitter and instagram or email he read she read podcast at gmail.com thanks for listening and remember the couple that reads together
0: finds that center of the venn diagram and common ground
1: and goes ham on it (laughs)
0: That was a good tag team on a couple that reads together. (laughs) Teamwork. Boom. (laughs)